0: This podcast contains adult language, mature situation, giant kaiju-destroying cities of various sizes, useless human characters, references to material dating back to 1954, an amazing soundtrack inspired by Akira Ifakube, and one of the greatest legacies of all time in film. Listener discretion is... Sparking Mini Movie Review, Godzilla, King of the Monster 2019. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Sparking Mini Movie Review. This is your Jose, and say, Konnichiwa, Aloha, Jordan. what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of this awesome podcast where we break down new movies that are just come out and we tell you the pros and cons about if it's worth seeing it. Now, note the Mini Movie Reviews are not full reviews, so don't go really spoiler. We just talk about the basics, or initial responses, and if it's worth checking out. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakin.com, where we have all of our other podcasts that provide informative reviews about connected dance and narratives. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and so many other social media sites. Just type in Spirakin, S-P-I-R-E-K-N, and I guarantee you could find us somehow, some way. Now that we've taken care of that housekeeping, let's get to it, shall we? So, as we said in the opening, this is a review for the 2019 feature film by Legendary. We're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, or Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters. The 35th film in the Gojira franchise. Yes, there have been so many of these awesome films in this amazing series that started in 1954 and is a story of man versus the greatest kaiju of all time, Gojira. And this is actually also the third in Legendary's MonsterVerse, which they're trying to create. The first one being Gojira, Godzilla 2014. Uh, the second being Kong Skull Island, which I actually have yet to finish watching because, unlike most people that I know, I'm not a fan of King Kong. I actually have never watched all of Peter Jackson's King Kong. I'm not a fan of Mighty Joe Young. I just, I prefer Godzilla. I think he's more awesome. And I like him so much that besides owning the Criterion edition of the original film and forcing Greta to watch it with me, I also have shown her several of the films, and I've made my nephew addicted to Godzilla. He's able to name the majority of the antagonistic monsters, and he has a favorite one. And this was before he became five years old he was able to do this. So that's kind of crazy. He, he's a huge Hedora fan, by the way. He loves Hedora. So if you have pictures of Hedora, send them to spyropeat.gmail.com, and I'll let my nephew have it. But So this film was directed by Michael O'Dowdry. The guy who created Trick or Treat, and he also worked on X2 and a couple of other films. His big thing, though, was Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat 2. And I think he also worked on uh, X-Men Apocalypse and Krampus. So he's mainly a horror guy, but he worked on this film. Uh, This was produced by Thomas Toll, and it's starring Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmia... Millie Bobby Brown, Bradley Whitford, Sally Hawkins, Charlie Dance, or Charles Dance, and several other actors, including Zhang Ziyi and Ken Watanabe. And this was also a film that was dedicated to the executive producer, Yoshi Mitsubano, and more importantly than that, a man who I have met, and I have photos of meeting this man, We're talking about Haru Nakajima, the original Godzilla performer, the guy who wore the original suit, which actually was not made of rubber, it was made of liquid concrete. They both died in 2017, so this film is a dedication to them both. And to explain the plot of this, this takes place a few years after Godzilla, and, well, it's going to be, we'll say, about five years after Godzilla, and similar to Superman v. Batman. It is the collateral damage caused by the Titans has caused the world to hate the kaiju, and more are showing up every day. So they're trying to determine what to do. They're trying to have Monarch, the organization that is researching these monsters, take responsibility for these monsters and kill them, even though Monarch wants to study them. And as they're studying the various monsters, a mysterious eco-terrorist group led by Charles Dance Ends up kidnapping the lead researcher and her daughter. We're talking about Dr. Emma Russell, who's played by Vera Farmiga, and Eleven, or Millie Bobby Brown, who's probably the best actor in this film. That's not a kaiju, And they get kidnapped, and they're forced to do something involving a MacGuffin. And this ends up awakening Monster Zero, a.k.a. King Ghidorah. And Godzilla must now fight King Ghidorah and a bunch of other monsters as well. And what can I say about this film? Um, the visuals are pr- a little better than the first film. Let's get that out of the way. In the first film, the big complaint everybody had was too much humans, not enough monsters. Every time there was a monster fight, it would show the monster for a second then cut away to something else. Or it would be a background image. Or a uh, human character is watching TV and it's the fight's happening on the television. Stuff like that was happening. This film corrected that. However, they swung it in a different direction because they still have that problem that so many modern kaiju and giant monster movies has, having them fight in the fucking dark. Have them in the light, it'll you know, make things a little easier. I mean, it looks... These are visually stunning ca- creatures that were designed really well. They all have really cool designs, and I would love to see them in the light, not just seeing them in the dark or in a storm cloud. Or, And that was one of the issues with this film. There were some... Great designs, but the fights are kind of obscured by darkness. Even though, with that being said, there is a reveal of one of the Titans. Specifically, we'll just spoil this little part. We're talking about Monster Zero himself, King Ghidorah, in the middle of a storm cloud. And just you see lightning, and you just see him illuminated. And it looks sinister, and scary, and crazy. And it's the vision... They, they, The visuals were a little better in this one, but it has the same problem the other one had. The human characters were horrific. They're boring. They're not interesting. You're here to see kaiju fight, which is true. But you do also want a compelling story. Let's be honest, the original Godzilla, he's only on screen for 20 minutes. The rest of it is a very dynamic story about dealing with uh, should weaponry be used to fight Godzilla and the moral ambiguity of dealing with Godzilla that was done very well. Only four main characters. This has like 16 characters, and I really don't give a crap about any of them except for Ken Watanabe, because Ken Watanabe is still cool. Also, let's be honest, the other character I really did like was Zhang Zili playing two twins, and kind of nice little reference to the... Uh, twin fairies from Mothra. I love that. There's a lot of references to Mothra. And speaking of Mothra, really well done. Like, all the Kaiju's were, were realized and made more, I want to say, bestial. Like, Mothra looked more like a praying mantis mixed with a moth. It, she, she was, there are scenes where she's very beautiful, but there are also scenes where she's very terrifying. Rodan looks a little more like a weird pterodactyl, and I kind of like that. That's how Rodan looks. Uh, Ghidorah is menacing, and also in the behind the scenes, they actually had instead of it just being like in the old films where it's a puppet where it has one string controlling three heads, they're actually mocap with three different actors. So each of the heads had their own little personality, and that's a very good element because one was a stupid head, one was the leader head, and the other one was kind of the head that was there to be kind of just Mm -hmm. there. And it gave a little more personality to Ghidorah and his just evilness because he's evil because he's King Ghidorah. He's, he's been a villain since the 60s. He only was a good guy in the Heisei, in the Millennium series. He was actually a good guy. But that's me being a Godzilla geek and that's for another episode where we talk about the Godzilla timeline or we do actually a theme month of Godzilla. Actually, if you guys want us to do a theme month, email us at com. That's actually going to be the random question. Say, do you want us to do a theme month of all the Godzilla films? Because there are so fucking many of them. 35 films. And that is including the 1996 one, which is crap. Um, what can I say, though, besides that? So the act human actor is not great except for Eleven. Uh, Charlie Dance was in this, though. He's playing a okay villain, but it's the, the twist in this is not great. Uh, there's a lot of fan service, a absurd amount of fan service to fans of the franchise. Everything from old weapons from the first film to certain characters re-emerging, and even references to actual actors in from the old series showing up. So I've got to give it props there. I will say that the big easter egg the big thing that and it's not too much of a spoiler is that uh, Bear uh, McCreary uh, did the soundtrack and he incorporated major themes from Akira Ifukube's original Godzilla score including the original Godzilla theme and a couple of other versions he actually has a version of the Mothra theme And it's very, it's just melodious, and it fits so well. There are some differences that some people don't like. I can name a couple of Anna Twitter bloggers who hated it, but I really enjoyed the soundtrack to this. I think it fit the film, and it worked so well. Even though the last song is a cover of one of the greatest Blue Oyster Cult songs, yes, there's a cover of Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult, and it's done by System of the Downs lead singer it's different but it fits because this is godzilla we're, we're in godzilla territory now overall i think this is a step in the right direction i hope i hope that they continue progressing to improve and do it a lot better i'd love to see uh converse godzilla in the daylight like they're actually fighting and you could see them and I'd love to see where they go from here. Let us know what you think. Uh, that's my that's my mini-movie review. Those are my initial thoughts. I may do a further one later on. Let me know what you think. Uh, email me at or direct message me uh, on Twitter at Spyrkin or on Instagram at Spyrkin. Let me know what you thought about God- Godzilla King of the Monsters. Let me know. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. We've got a lot of other stuff coming out. So we will talk to you guys next time. This is your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you next time. See ya.